can I come in like talk to y'all or has it been too long and you don't remember who I am sincerest apologies guys come on you know time be getting away from me come on boo don't do me like that you know what I'm saying you know I'm I'm trying to be here for you I'm trying to be better I'm trying to be better I'm trying so I apologize for my absence I apologize for the impromptu hiatus it was not my intention time just got away from me procrastination just got the best of me I'm trying I am trying. It's not easy. Actually, it is easy. So there's really no excuse for my actions. Therefore, I apologize and I acknowledge my shortcomings and I am here to seek atonement with another episode of Fuck It, I'm a Mom. And again, I apologize. So, all right, I feel like maybe I do owe you guys a little bit of an explanation, even though I don't owe anybody an explanation on my actions. However, however, there has been an uptick in the amount of listeners that I've gotten recently. And it led me to see like, um, this shit ain't overnight. And I know I said I was I'm like, I'm not going to curse this early in the episode, but I am who I am, y'all. I am who I am, and I'm I'm trying to be better. I don't know if that means that I'm going to try to curse less in the beginning of the episode, but better, which is subjective. So what what is better to me may not be better to you, you know, and vice versa. But we are here, and we are back with another episode, and I'm going to try to play catch up. I am pulling things out of the air. It's just a few things that I want to talk about. But like I said, there's an uptick in in listenership. And that kind of gives me a little motivation. You know what I'm saying? It makes me feel like, oops, my bad, y'all. I ain't mean to leave y'all high and dry. My whole thing was that it felt like, okay, I would at least let out your thoughts together no get your mind your mouth together that's really what it is my whole thing would be that I would release an episode and I would expect some type of immediate reaction and sadly that is not how things work but I am also impatient and patience and podcasting go hand in hand if nobody ever told you that my amateur ass is telling you that Patience and podcasting go hand in hand. It's like the left and the right. You can podcast, but you have to have patience. Why? Because this shit is not overnight. You would want to be like, okay, you know, here's a funny clip from my podcast and make it go viral and draw a whole bunch of people to my podcast. Yes, that could happen, but the chances of that happening are very slim. It's very slim. Why? Because the market is now oversaturated. Podcasting, you walk down a podcast aisle, it's like walking down a bread aisle. There's so many different podcasts. And granted, it's easily accessible. And there's there's something for everyone. You know what I'm saying? So everybody has an opportunity to find their tribe, but it's still just a matter of like how many, like, I don't want to say like you're fighting for any viewers or listeners because on this level where I am, you're not like on this level, I have no competition on any level. I will have no competition, but 
specifically on this level, there's literally no, like I'm not competing with anyone. I'm not competing for any listeners. I'm not competing for any looks. I'm not competing for any views or anything. Granted, if I was to like, you know, go into, I don't know if they even have like podcast showcases or tournaments or some type of competition, then that's a different story. But I'm not in any of those and those aren't even my vibe. So I'm literally in competition with nobody when it comes to this podcast thing because of the level that I'm on. And even if I was on a higher level and had other listeners, I still would be in competition with nobody because when you find your tribe and when your tribe finds you, there's nothing that can disturb that except for you and your tribe. So there's still, you know, it's not like I'm going to have some podcast beef with anybody because the podcasts that I listen to are most of them are beyond where I am in this process. So it's all inspiration to me. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing that's really like, oh, you know, you're start. you got a podcast. Oh no. Like I can't do my podcast now. Nah, because even if you were in my niche, you're not me. That's just that. Like your podcast can be great and my podcast can be great, but it's never a competition because again, you're not me. You don't have my sauce. And that's again, you know, it sounds terrible, but it's not to be, you know, big headed about it. It's just to be realistic. My podcast can never sound like your podcast because I don't have a you and vice versa. You don't have a me. So there's no competition. So it's really no, no reason for me to be as I don't know where I was going with that thought or the word I was going to use with that thought but basically there's no competition so there's no excuse for me to be you know holding back for for that reason or whatever but again I'm trying to do better I am um what really got me is I had went live one day and in the live I had got like you know an abnormally large amount of views that for me you know, and my little bitty standings. Um, and I mentioned, I was like, Hey, you know, if you enjoyed it, I got some podcast episodes up, go listen to them, you know, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Totally forgot that I said that cause I was rolling up. So I said that and I was like, all right, y'all have a good night. I lit up, <laughs> started smoking, totally forgot. I even went live, totally forgot. And it wasn't until yesterday that I was discussing, um, I don't know if it should be like, ooh, breaking news or anything like that, but I was discussing some business with another comedian, another multi-talented comedian. And um, I was telling him like, yo, you need to get this, this, you know, thing that you're working on, you need to put it in audio. And he's like, that's what I want to do, blah, blah, blah. So I was explaining to him the program that I use and the hosting that I use. And he didn't have an understanding of how to post the podcast across platforms. So I was giving him, you know, dropping that knowledge briefly. And I opened the website to show him. And I was like, wait a minute. This, I ain't posted since like April. And I'm looking at the graph and I'm like, hold on, I'm still getting downloads and stuff. And I'm looking at September and it's like, you know, an abnormal amount of views or excuse me, um, downloads in September. And I'm like, for me to have not, for me to have not posted in a while, this, you know, these numbers look like I just posted. 
And so it showed me the specific date of, you know, where I had the most downloads. And it happened to be last week when I was on live. So that kind of awoken the little spirit in me, like a little, like, let's get this shit moving thing in me because it wasn't, or what it's got me feeling like, pardon me. Mm-hmm. It's the morning. I hit the, had a little clip left. I hit that. I got my coffee. Shit hitting. Mm. So forgive me. But, and then it's like nice. It's raining outside, but it's windy. So it's got like a little chill to the room with this warm coffee. I got my onesie on. No bra. Titties just hanging to my navel. Just comfortable right now. You know what I'm saying? Because the breeze is coming through. There's no under boob sweat. So like, I'm just maxing and relaxing right now. You know what I'm saying? I wish that I had an ottoman that I could put my feet up on. I'd really be in chill mode. But, you know, hey, we're working with what we can do. You know, we're working with what we got. But um, what that that prompted me to do or that what that told me about the podcast and the numbers and everything, it just reminded me that things do not happen overnight, number one. And number two, things happen when you make yourself visible in this aspect you know what I'm saying me making myself more out there because I don't go live on 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 Facebook if I go live on Facebook I have my daughter with me like you know that those are her people you know what I'm saying that's her tribe for the most part um if I go live on Instagram I'll probably get like one or two people that click in but they're just clicking in to see exactly what I'm doing and then they just dip out because it's I do the same thing you know what I'm saying if it's not a whole bunch of people in live, then I, what are you talking about you know what I'm saying? I don't want to click into your live and you walking down the street waiting for somebody to click into your live. Now I'm held hostage because I don't want to be, especially when you shout me out. Oh, Sean, what up? Now I got to sit in here for about three minutes to make you feel comfortable or sit in here. It's just like when, you know, that aunt that doesn't stop talking and you start, she, you, you don't make eye contact, but you accidentally make eye contact. So they start talking to you. Now you got to wait. Now you got to listen to the conversation until somebody else comes up and says, oh, such and such. And then you kind of just ease that talkative on off to the next person. Like, we all do it. It may not be an aunt, but we all do it. So it's like, I don't want to be in a live like that. However, there's another app that I use. And when I go live, you know, off the rip, just people start coming into the room. People start coming right into the chat. So it's like... I'm not talking to myself. I'm not feeling stupid for moving about waiting for people to show up. Like right off the bat, there's somebody there that's watching, listening and, you know, reacting. So that's always a motivating factor. So when I seen that the numbers on the podcast went up because I made myself visible on that live, I was like, all right, you know what? How about this? I will do both more often. And I know it's going to take a minute for my listeners and my viewers, yeah, my listeners and my viewers to continue to grow, but it's not an overnight thing. And despite how impatient my ass is, I have to realize that I have to be accepting to that. If I want to see, you know, progress, 50 Cent said in motherfucking uh, the PIMP remix video, whoever, well, I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, whatever. He said, whoever said progress was a slow process wasn't talking about me. I'm a P.I.M.P. Plus, I got the magic stick. Ah, that's what happened in the video. But progress is a slow process. You know, it may not be true for 50 Cent, but it's true for motherfucking Shonda Nicole. 
And it's a lesson in consistency. See, the problem with us, right? See, the problem with us, right, is that we look at situations and obstacles and for the most part, we just see the cup is, you know, half empty. When the reality is, if you start focusing on, and this is, I hate when I say these things and I sound so profound or I feel like I'm dropping gems, but I'm really not because it's stuff that we already know. We just don't pay attention to it. But, or we just, yeah, we just don't pay attention to it. But if you look at the silver lining of every situation, it will definitely change how the universe sends your blessings your way. When I say the universe, receive that how you receive that. If the universe is equivalent to your Jesus, is equivalent to your Buddha, is equivalent to whatever God that you pray to, the creator, whatever it is, I like to call it the universe because that's universal. That means that if you are a Muslim, you are a Christian, you are a Buddhist, you are a Hindu. I don't know if Buddhist and Hindu are the same things or not, but whatever, like whoever you pray to, it don't matter. This is one of those take the meat and leave the bone situations. Okay. It's a universal remote. It works to any TV. Okay. So uh, I feel like when the universe gives you an obstacle, most of us look at it and, and we just see the bad of it. We have to be solution-based. Once you become solution-based, once you become able to point out the silver linings in these situations, you advance. Like, the you, shit starts moving quickly. You know what I'm saying? And even if it's not as quick as you need it to, you need it to, the universe will move as quickly as it feels you need to. So... When you have a situation and you're like, well, this is, you know, the obstacle, instead of looking at it as this is the obstacle, let's look at it as, well, at least I went through this so it can teach me this. There's a silver lining right there. I pay attention to all my little bit of silver linings. When I fuck up, I go back, okay, well, yeah, this is a bad situation, but at least I learned how to not get into the situation again. Or at least I learned how to get out of this situation. So should it happen again, should I be caught slipping up again, I know how to maneuver my way through it. Therefore, it is no longer a fear of mine. Therefore, it no longer creates anxiety. Why? Because if it happens, I'm already privy to what needs to happen for it to be fixed. You get what I'm saying? When you're solution-based, you kind of solve most of your anxiety. I'm not going to say most of, but when you become anxious about something, it's because you're not sure how it's going to work out. If you already have a solution in the tuck, that anxiety kind of decreases because, okay, it may not work out as it's supposed to, or as I expected to, or as I wanted to. But in the event that it doesn't, I have a solution already. I already know what to do. Therefore, I don't have that panic, that worry, that panic and worry comes when you're not sure what's going to happen or what you're, what you're going to do if things go differently than what you expect. So if you're solution-based, if you're solution-based, you train your brain to immediately recognize a potential solution over being fixated on what the problem is. So, you know, let's start focusing more on that. Let's start looking at the silver lining. And the silver lining, it may not, the solution may not just be um, 
or the silver lining may not just be a solution. It could just be an observation that can carry you further later on down the line. Me being able to recognize that the inconsistency of my podcast and the inconsistency of my live posts do hinder, you know, how many views and how many downloads I get. Me seeing that, like I I knew it already, but when I see the numbers, it makes it more real. It makes it more in my face to where I can't just turn my head and be like, okay, no, because now at this point, it's just stupidity and laziness. That's all that is. It's not even procrastination anymore. It's just stupidity and laziness. So, you know, me being able to see that the consistency aspect of this obstacle is the issue, you know what I'm saying? Now I have a solution. Now I know what I need to do next. Now the anxiety of creating content and, you know, getting these podcast episodes and will these people like me? Will this podcast be received well? Will people even listen? Now I know, yes, people will listen. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be the day after. It may take them a couple of weeks to get to me. But if I remain consistent when they get to me, now I have a backlog that they can go through. Now they, you know, they get introduced to me via the the live stream. I mentioned my podcast. Now they go back. Now I got 20 episodes, 20 hour long episodes that they can listen to. They get 20 hours of getting to know me. Now, by the time I post the next episode, they're waiting and the cycle repeats. You know what I'm saying? It's just like uh, the inverse of the cycle where they say, you know, if, you know, I want to do what I love, but I'm, I'm not motivated to do it, even though when I do what I love, I feel more motivated to be productive. You know, it's that cycle, but it all starts with getting started. So I've gotten started and that wasn't, you know, it was good, but it wasn't enough. Now I got to learn patience. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm being patient and I'm seeing, okay, people will listen. They will. But I only got 10 episodes for them to listen to. Now I got to learn consistency. But regardless to all of that, I have to remain open-minded and able to receive these lessons that's coming to me, able to identify these lessons that's coming to me. So, you know, it's a work in progress, but we're here and like I said, once you see some of the the feedback, the numbers or whatever, and you know, okay, there are people out there that's listening to me. There are people out there that's checking for these episodes. It motivates you. So I am a little bit more motivated to create content and to get it out there. And to be completely honest, I have like three episodes in the tuck, but I chose not to post them because I feel like they were more emotion-based rants. And even though my rants are, you know, top tier and people love them, I feel like I was doing more attacking than discussing what happened or doing more attacking than I would just like to have been doing. We'll say that. So those episodes probably won't come to light. They may come, you know, maybe I'll break them down and use them for parts and shit, you know, like like at the junkyard or something. Y'all put my foot in that coffee. That shit is so good. But anyways, 
So yeah, that's that's where we are. That's why that's my apology. That's me seeking atonement. That's me acknowledging my shortcomings and whatnot, and humbly asking for you guys to still fuck with me after, you know, leaving you guys high and dry for a little bit. The people who, you know, tune in weekly, I apologize. The people who just got here, welcome. We gonna do better, you know. Um, but yeah, so. <sighs> If you're first, if the, 20 minutes in, but if this is your first time listening, my name is Shonda Nicole. I am a comedian, writer, and a mother, you know, no particular order. Um, <laughs> no particular order. I'm a mother first always, but yeah. Speaking of which, I've heard your cries, guys, to the people who have been, you know, supporting since day one. I've heard your cries. People saying, oh, you know, your daughter needs a show. Your daughter needs a show. Da, da, da. We're working on it. She agrees that she needs a show. So we're going to kind of do something. Well, we had a show already planned out before, but when it would come time to record, she would get mad and get an attitude because she would rather play her Roblox at the time. So it was just like, hey, come on, AJ, let's go record. And then she just have an attitude. So it's like, never mind. You're not about to have this energy in my office, on my podcast, to these people, you know, to our listeners. So that never came up off the ground. But now that she is a little older, she's more, she's more interested in, you know, being, putting her thoughts out there and, and being heard. And because I've raised her to be so fucking outspoken, oh my God, because I raised her to be so outspoken, you know, her thoughts and her word choices are very different and for me entertaining i'd be i'd be cackling i'd be blown away shocked and then cackling like it's those are the reactions you're like wait what wait huh sorry girl all right so she decided or she agreed to um revive the podcast that we have written up before and so what the plan is is that we're going to come up with some topics each of us and just bridge the gap between parent and child to find some better understanding and hopefully gain some laughs in between so that should be coming soon hopefully if I can if I can beat out Roblox because child if you have children, which most of you should because this is a podcast for parents, but if you have children or work with children and you understand the chokehold that Roblox has on these kids, and yes, you do have to be careful. Yes, you do have to monitor which games they're playing, all of those things, but when they're operating safely, you can't, the, the chokehold is so surreal. Like, you're just like, wait, what? Bro, turn your head, turn your head, like kids be damn near about to fall down the stairs because they trying to play the Roblox as they walking down the stairs like this is it's crazy the chokehold it's so crazy now it's like what do you even buy these kids for Christmas what do you get them for their birthday all they ask for is Roblox Robux I'm always about to try to I'm always trying to put an L in there Roblox no all they ask for is Robux that's it that's it my suggestion Get them a $40 gift card, some, you know, in Robux, and then buy them some stock in the fucking game because it doesn't seem like this is going away anytime soon. So if they're already playing it heavily, then you might as well let them make a little bit of coin off of it, a couple cents here and there. Um, 
but what else can you really get them? My kids have, there's an Xbox, PS5, uh, Nintendo Switch, Nintendo Switch Lite. Um, there's the the arcade game, the actual stand-up game that you, when you go to the arcades, we got NBA Jam up there. Um, got the, the sports, the, the pop shop thing, where you, the, the, the basketball indoor court thing. Got one of those. Um, only thing we don't have that I want is an Oculus. And that's on its way, too. We're going to get one of those, too. So it's like, what else can we get these kids? Like, my daughter, when I asked her what she wants, because our birthdays are coming up, um, I said, what you want? For, or my sister said, what you want for your birthday? And she's like, um, Robux and some art stuff. That's it. Like, I mean, I guess it simplifies everything, but it's still just like, uh, okay. Because all of that trying to make the tree look full, guess what? All of those toys are going to be thrown out. All of them. And you may be like one of those, oh, well, you're a shit parent for letting your kid even have electronics that much to where they don't want any other toys. Listen, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I am a shit parent. However, I don't want my child to have arrested development. I don't want them to not know what other kids, you know, have access to or are experiencing in certain manners. You know what I'm saying? I don't want my kid to grow up and you know, be on some failure to launch type shit because they don't know the world and they don't know how to navigate through the world. So it is what it is. So it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, we are all a work in progress, but we are all a work in progress and none of us is doing it all the way right. So shut up. Uh, that's why your kid breath stink. That's why they got a white tongue. Shut up. I know my kid tongue probably white right now too, but oh, well, if I point one finger, there's three pointing back at me. And okay, well, say nah, fuck these kids. Um, with love, pause. Um, but yeah, so and then you know we also got kids going back to school. So my son, oh my baby, my baby is making waves in his little school. Now AJ's still homeschooled, but my baby, my son, he goes to the traditional school, and it took a while for him to get onto a track where I'm like this I can rock with because I, f I felt like I seen a lot of uh intellectual regression not necessarily intellectual regression just he wasn't applying himself at all and it was um it was a lack of humility like he was just not being humble at all um when he his whole thing is he'll know something and he'll be modest about it so he won't share it but the way that he conducts himself, it would be more like, because I know this, I'm not going to put any urgency on it. And you'll get it when I feel like giving it to you. Pause. So with that, it's like, you know, that created years of frustration for me and his father, because it's like, bro, what the heck is not that you're not smart. You're just literally not applying yourself. So this year, you know, my baby done. Well, I don't even know if that he applied himself. I think that he just when he turned his work in, you could just see how smart he is. But now he's in an accelerated class and that's what's up. But it's like, bro, keep in mind that you can't just half-ass this stuff. This like they move fast. They go through way more lessons than what the standard seventh grade class goes through. So you can't half-ass this stuff. All of that, like I'm gonna wait to the last minute and turn it in. It's not gonna work because you got a lot to get through this year. So hopefully, you know, this year will be a better year in regard to like how 
he turns in his work and keeps, you know, his responsibilities, uh, keeps up with his responsibilities. But it's hard parenting these kids, especially the middle schoolers. Like when we were at back to school night, you know, I, I'm always going to make my little jokes or say my little input. And I said, I was like, these kids don't apply themselves. And all the parents was like, exactly. And the teachers, they're so damn lenient. And it's like, I say like, oh, you're so generous. And they're like, thank you. And in my mind, I'm like, that's not a good thing. Because they have it set up to where, first of all, bitch, what you mean that I can pass with a 65? A 65 is a D now, y'all. When I was in school, a 69 was an F. Now you can get a 69 and still make it to the next grade. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Stop babying these damn kids intellectually. I do not approve. I was so pissed. So when the teachers kept saying, oh, thank you. And I kept saying, oh, you're so generous. And in my head, I'm like, that is not a compliment. That is not a compliment. It's giving no child left behind when some of these kids need to be left behind. And it's also, in my opinion, it's also creating this line of like unproductive. I'm not going to say unproductive, but procrastination and I know procrastination hello it's been what five months since my last episode I know procrastination but I also know that the traits that I see in myself that I need to correct I correct them in my children I correct them in what I teach in the world so if I know that procrastination is a problem for me why would I imagine like why would I think it wouldn't be for somebody else specifically my children so yeah the the teachers have this thing where it's like one teacher said you got it's 10 weeks in a marking period you got up to nine weeks to make up your work so I'll accept works that work that's nine weeks but I'll just take five points off a week for every week that it's late and I'm like y'all too generous y'all too generous this the due date you got seven days, up to seven days after the due date, turn it in. You don't turn it in, you get a zero. Now, the problem with that is that they don't want to, like, because they're, well, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that this is how it works. I do not know for certain because I am not in that field of um, child work. But I am assuming that there's some type of penalty if the teachers don't, if there's, their class mark, you know, if they, if too many of their students don't do well, you know, or if too many of their students fail, then, you know, that reflects poorly on them and their teaching, blah, blah, blah. But that shouldn't be the case. That shouldn't be the case. Now, if it's that they all fail, you know, test and reading and stuff like that because they don't know it and and you can pretty much tell when people don't know it versus when they're not applying themselves so if they're failing because they don't know it okay fine now we need to reevaluate the teacher but if they're failing because they're turning in their work late or they're not turning in their work at all we need to uh go ahead and hold them accountable so no billy you don't get to go to eighth grade because you only turned in one assignment on time the whole the whole fucking school year and now you want to go to the eighth grade no that's not it's not doing it because what it's teaching them is that they have so much room for error that they don't care to do things the right way or they don't care to seek things out in the way that it's intended so what are we doing here 
You get what I'm saying? What are we doing here? How, like, what kind of character does this build within the children to say, hey, yeah, you can keep fucking up and we'll just keep forgiving you. We'll just keep accepting the fuck up and, you know, we'll just give you a little consequence. Just a little consequence. So whereas you should be getting an F, now you have the opportunity to get a C. No. If you should be getting an F, you get an F. Because why are you not stepping up? Everybody has their responsibilities that they have to do. Teachers got to go to school every day to teach. You got to go to school every day to learn. That's what we're supposed to be sending you there for. So why is it that the kids get so much damn leniency? No. Now, if it's something involving homework, I get it. Because we don't know what the fuck the home life is like. But... If they're in class, like just overall not turning in assignments and treating the work as an option, bro, yes, it is optional. Just like I tell my kids, you get options. I'm never going to be like, you know, well, there's times when I do. But for the most part, I'm going to provide you with an option so that I can see if you are good at making decisions and where I need to, you know, um, educate you and inform you and give you more uh, guidance on good decision making. I need to see where where you lack that good decision making so I can adjust how I'm raising you up so I can adjust how I'm instilling these morals and values in you. I need to see that. So, yes, give these kids a choice. The choice is you turn this in when it's due or you fail. I think that's a fair choice. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. That way you can see if they choose not to turn it in with them having full understanding of the consequence, then they deserve the grade that they get. That's just how that works. That's how it should work. In my opinion, we are coddling the hell out of these kids academically and it's changing. It's fucking up there. It's fucking up how they move in the world um, character-wise. Now, listen, my son was annoyed one day, right? Now, he was supposed to, he should have been on punishment, but I let his dad handle the punishment. And his dad was like, I'm, you know, because men are so soft with their first babies. Oh, my God, it's my baby, it's my boy, it's my, just my little man. Okay, fine, whatever boy was not turning in his work and it was a, rep- a repetitive thing throughout the school year so I'm like you know what I don't know what more to do I'm about to just take everything from him we don't you know put him on punishment he was on punishment for a long time all those things so my man's like oh I'm I know what I'm gonna do so I'm like okay fine you handle the punishment this man gonna tell me I'm not gonna punish him I'm not gonna take away anything I'm not going to take away his phone his xbox the ps5 the ipad I'm not taking away anything I'm going to have a heart-to-heart talk with him and I'm going to tell him how his actions are hurting me and because it's me and because he loves me so much he's going to tighten up boy if that ain't the stupidest shit I've ever heard Boy, if that is not the dumbest shit I have ever heard, you think that this motherfucker, just because he's respectful in demeanor, you think that this motherfucker is going to love you and respect you enough to start turning in some work that he has not turned in all year. You think that your love 
and how much you do for him is going to matter. No, he's fucking 12. He don't give a fuck about that shit. He don't have a sense of, you know, what it takes to put or what, what we put into raising them. They don't give a fuck about that. So why are you sitting here pouring your heart out to this boy just for him to go tomorrow and not turn in the assignment that's due? Hmm. Hmm. So yeah, my man goes and he's like, I'm not going to take anything away from him. I'm going to just give him a heart to heart because it's me. He's going to tighten up. I said, okay, cool. You let me know how that works out for you. Okay. You let me know how that works out for you. Give him the the Iala voice. That's not going to work out well for you. It's not going to work out well for you. Right. So getting that coffee so good. So one day I go in his room, right? Shortly after they had this heart to heart conversation, I go in the room and he's on the game and there's this new tournament that's about to be released or whatever. So I'm like, what you doing? He's like, oh, you know, I'm, um, I'm playing the game. And I'm like, oh, you playing by yourself? And he's like, yeah. So he was like, didn't, I'm, you know, getting some practice in for the new game. I was like, ah, cause you, you know, you've been on punishment for so long. Now you got your stuff back. You know, you need to get your practice on. So make sure you're not ass so that your friends don't whoop your ass. Right. So he starts laughing. He's like, yeah, that's right. So then he turns to me. He's like, yo, can you believe that my boy is on punishment? Like his parents is tripping. And I'm like, what you mean? What's he on punishment for? because like he's failing and he didn't turn in his work and I'm like okay what am I missing he's like yo they tripping like why would they put him on punishment for that and I'm like bro this little motherfucker is so privileged that he is now shaming his friend's parents for being good parents I said sir I held it in as long as I could as he was sitting there because he was like really blown away. Like, I can't believe like, yo, can you can you believe this? <laughs> Check these parents out. These motherfuckers is crazy. <laughs> like turning his nose the fuck up to their parenting style. And I said, first of all, motherfucker, you just came off of a punishment. And the only reason you're not on punishment is because your father is fucking charm and soft. Let's get that correct. I said that that boy's parents is doing exactly what they should be raising an upstanding young man, teaching him that there are consequences to bad choices. Me, me, I'm the boo boo the fool over here because I'm allowing your dad to give you a heart to heart talk like that's going to matter. Like that's going to mean something. And you over here turning your nose up to some good ass parenting, some parenting that you need. I said, boy, I snatched the controller out your hand right fucking now if I didn't agree to let your father handle this situation. Bro, this is what we are teaching the kids. This is the type of mentalities that we are instilling in these kids when we give them nine weeks to make up an assignment in a 10-week marking period. Do you hear me? This is the type of character that we are creating by giving that much generosity. Yes, it's giving a lot of here, have some rope, hang yourself. But you you give him so much fucking rope that they don't, they, they, they can't, they can't. These niggas is out here like motherfucking, you know, you put the dog in the yard, but they got that retractable leash. And so they just run all across the yard and they just come back when they feel like it. That's what we're doing with these kids when we do that leniency shit. And it's not to say that they don't deserve leniency. No, I I can see, I can understand some leniency. But giving them opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, plus 
extra credit. <laughs> what are we doing here? Who are we, we raising? We are raising some intellectually soft ass kids, bro. Some irresponsible, soft ass kids. Do you hear me? And I'm not calling out your kids no more than I'm calling out mine. Well, my son, at least, because my daughter, she has more because she's homeschooled. So I keep her in that mentality. This when I want this done, this is going to get done. But in regard to like the kids that's going to school and I'm worried about this because I do plan on sending her to school next year. So it's like, what are we doing here? A 64 can pass you. I mean, excuse me, a 65 can pass you. All you have to make is a 65. That's it. A 65 to go on to the next level. We are creating dummies, bro. Dummies. Okay, so here's the thing. Now, my problem with school has always been, I feel like they teach to the lowest of the class, which they do. So if you're shining in the class, you are likely to not get the extra challenge that you, that your brain, you know, needs. Like, okay, your brain is the sponge, right? Now you soaking everything up. You done soaked everything up over here. Now you're you ready to go and refill the next sponge. You can't. Why? Because the teacher's too busy pouring water into the kid who didn't understand it or the kid who wasn't paying attention or the kid who didn't turn in their work. Now, this is no shot, no dig to the kids that don't understand it or whatever or that take a minute to get it. But if we're teaching to the lowest person, the lowest people in class and they're the lowest people because they didn't turn their work in or because they're not applying themselves, which is what most of these kids are doing. Um, then shit, I forgot where I was going with that. If we're teaching to the lowest people in class and then we're passing them, we're always going to be focused on the lowest people in the class. So when they go on to the next level, the, the kids who get it and the kids who are understanding or the kids who are on track in that class, they now have to kind of be, backburnered and pushed to the back because we're still teaching to the kids who got the 65 in the last class who should have been left behind that's what I was trying to say so it's like you keep passing these kids who need extra help or who aren't applying themselves and now they're making it to the next level and the kids who are past or you know who are eager for more and ready to absorb more knowledge they have to wait or be backburnered and or you know less priority because oh you already get it let me work with this this person over here who doesn't get it or this person over here who didn't turn in their work, this person who barely passed the last class. Now they get all of the attention in this class when they shouldn't have passed that last class. They should still be back there either learning to apply themselves or getting an understanding of what they didn't understand during that time frame. You are consistently taking away from those. It's just a bad situation for everybody, basically, in my opinion. The people who get it, the people who don't get it, and the people who make poor decisions, and as a result, you know, quote-unquote, don't get it. But what are we doing here? A 65 can get you passed? Like, we, come on now, this is this, I, I, this may be a hot take. It may be a hot take, you know, it may be one of those unpopular opinion type situations, but this, that's just some bullshit to me. It's just some bullshit to me. I just, I don't know. We need to do better. So this school year is going to be interesting. I told my son, I don't give a fuck what them teachers talking about. I don't care what them teachers talking about. You turn your shit in on time. 
And another thing that gets me pissed off, they doing all of this leniency and you got all of these weeks to make up this assignment if you don't turn it in and all of this. And then on top of that, they add extra credit. What? No. You give them extra credit. You say, hey, this is due on the 17th. You've got until the 24th to turn it in. That's a whole nother week. You got a whole nother week to turn it in. That's the, the latest that you can turn it in. Now you can offer extra credit. You know what I'm saying? Now now there's extra credit to come along. You giving them all of this leniency and then offering extra credit. What makes you think they're going to do the extra credit if they ain't do the fucking uh, assignment from 10 weeks ago? It's just like giving them more and more opportunity. Like we just, it's like, here's another pillow in case you, you know, fall. I know you're doing, I know you, I see you up there on the entertainment system doing dumb shit, trying to do somersaults off of it. Here's an extra pillow for your stupidity. What are we doing? What are we doing? We are raising chumps right now and academic chumps. That's what I'm going to say. Cause it's not, you know, but again, these things go, they, they, they cross over into the character, into the kid that we're building. And it's just, ugh. Oh, keep in mind, people. Yes, we have children. Yes, we are raising children, but we are raising young adults. We are raising future adults. So don't just raise them for the kid that they are now. Keep in mind the long term goal here is to raise functional adults and to release them into society. That's the goal. What type of adult are is this going to be? This is going to be a procrastinating adult who's not going to have time management. They're not going to function well. They're going to have this sense of entitlement and privilege, which we already see that in the workforce now, but I'm not totally against some of the entitlement and privilege because the workforce is shitty and, and bosses don't be respectful. And so that's a whole different topic. But we're going to raise some terrible ass adults if we allow these types of generous leniencies to take place. Like, no, you need to turn this shit in on this day. No, you can't turn it in three weeks from now. If it's incomplete, you're going to get whatever consequence comes with that. Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? A week is generous. Nine weeks? Nine weeks. Nine weeks. Stop it. That's just too nice. You're too fucking nice. You're going to get walked over. You're going to get walked over and then this boy is going to come home thinking that he is the shit, thinking that he is just as smart as he want to be, thinking that his friend's parents are stupid and lenient or excuse me, stupid and strict because they're doing the right job as a parent like what do we know we are teaching them the wrong way no mm -mm. I told mine you need to turn your shit in on time you in these accelerated classes now you can't just be falling behind you can't just be doing half the work show up show up because it's not like this is challenging stuff for you and that's what pisses me off because again most of these kids are fucking smart as shit they just feel like, oh, because I'm so smart, I can just get this done at, it only take me a few minutes to get it done, so I'll get it done later. No, if it's only going to take you a few minutes to get it done, get it done now. That way, nobody got to say nothing to you. That's why I talk to the kids the way that I do. If they do some dumb shit, I'd say, hey, yo, that was some dumb shit. You know that, right? I'm not about to hold, handhold y'all. 
No, not these kids. No, 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 no. Because when you do that, now all of a sudden they think, okay, well, that was a light consequence. That wasn't too bad. I could deal with that. Mm-mm. Nope. I know you better than that. I know you better than that. And I'm not going to accept less than what I know of you. And that's, I tell my kids that all the time. People only know of you what you show them to be true. You can tell them that you're this, that, and a third. But if they only see you being a, 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 a terrible person, or they only see you being mean to people, then that's what they're going to know of you. So how do you want to be represented? You want to be the smart kid that doesn't apply himself? You know what happens to the smart kids that don't apply themselves? They go and work at like, you know, somewhere where they're not, where they have to struggle. You know what I'm saying? They they don't they don't get the jobs that they desire because the jobs that they desire usually require them to have to apply themselves and that's just not something that they're ready to do. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, no. We we you got to do better, bro. You got to do better, bros. Little homies. You know, nieces, nephews, little cousins, whatever. Don't and and, and again, it's just, you know, we can only do so much because it's the school system as well. You know, they said that they changed the grading method across the board. Now, I don't know for what reason. Maybe, you know, there was a method to their madness. I don't know. In my mind, my parental mind, my 17 years in child work mind, that was just stupid. It was just stupid. It was too lenient. They're too lenient, you know, which requires us parents to have to stay more on top of it. I mean, again, we got to find a silver lining, right? So maybe that's my silver lining. You know, the teachers are being so lenient, which which will which will require me as a parent to be more on his heels about his stuff. But again, that comes back to the fact that you're about to be 13. I shouldn't have to be on your heels like that. But at the same time, that's just what it is. Me, um, this is new to me because when I was his age, I knew that if I turned in my shit, if I got my work done, nobody would say anything else to me after that. So I would cut up in class. I, excuse me. I would cut up in class. I would be the class clown. I would do all of those things. But my work was always done. You know, so my work was always handed in. For the most part, it was on time. It was correct. So whereas teachers would have a problem with me cutting up in class, there was nothing they can say about me academically. And I told him that. If you get your work done, you handle your responsibilities. Nobody can say anything to you. Nobody can have much to say. You know, you got chores that you got to handle. Okay, handle your chores. You handle your chores without somebody having to remind you or stand over you and, and handhold you. You got homework to do. Okay, handle your homework. Turn it in. I feel like at that age, I shouldn't have to stand over you for you to turn your homework in. But if I have to. If I have to, I will. And guess what? I'm going to talk shit. You know I shouldn't have to stand over you and do this, right? Oh, I just want you to know. No, no, because you said you're 13. You're about to be 13. You want some more responsibility. You want to run streets with your friends and all of that stuff. Go hang out at the parks and whatnot, but you can't turn in work. Mm. Shows me how responsible you're going to be in them streets. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm doing all of that. I'm doing all of that. I'm doing all of that. Because if you're able, if you want the responsibility of this freedom over here, then you got to show that you are responsible enough to have that freedom. Like that's all. <sighs> okay. So that was, that vent took me a little bit. I didn't, I didn't really anticipate that, that coming up and, and actually running like that. 
Um, so like, let's just uh touch base on some like recent topics before I get the hell up out of here because I got a bowl in a little bit. So let's see. Divorces. Okay. Um, Iman Shumpert and Tiana Taylor didn't see that coming. I don't know how to feel about that. You want to know why I don't know how to feel about that? I love them together. I really, really, really love them together. However, they both seem happy. You know, they both seem okay and on board with the split. And that's a hard thing because it's like, no, y'all fight for it. But at the same time, like, I mean, if, if, if this is what y'all really want, then okay. You know what I'm saying? Like we, as the viewers, as the audience, as the fans and the support systems and whatnot, we're just like, hmm, all right, fine, whatever. I guess. You sure you can't make it work? But look at the kids. Look at the beautiful kids. Still nothing? All right, fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, it seems like they were very mature about it. So that's a good thing. And she referred to him as her best friend still. So that's still a good thing, you know, hopefully. I don't know. Honestly, Tiana looks like she's about to get into her lesbian bag and I'm here for it. I'm so here for it, but I'm here for anything that she does because she is just so fine and she's cool. And Iman, you know, well wishes. Uh, Hopefully your character doesn't die on the shy. I don't even know. Is this the last season? If this is the last season, then then they may be taking you out, buddy. You may be going out with a bang. But now that we on the shy, I don't know if y'all seen the recent episode, but y'all was stupid. Emmett, Rob, y'all are dumb. That was the most stupid thing that you could do. Just plum full stupid because there was no plan there. You know what I'm saying? There was no, first of all, y'all were inexperienced. Y'all ain't have nobody with experience with y'all. Y'all just really stupid. I bet, I bet, I bet when you guys were in school, the teachers moved at 65. You were able to pass with a 65. I bet you that. That's why y'all did that dumb shit. Okay. Um, Jeannie Mai and Jeezy, they breaking up. I'm okay with that. I don't, I don't really have a feeling about that. Um, everybody's bringing up the, the fact that she said, oh, I like, you know, dark meat is good for the side, but white meat for the main girl. That, that probably would work for you. You want to know why? Because black people don't like a whole bunch of people in their house. And from what I've read online, your mom, she moved in when y'all first got together and she's still there. And I get that. That's more cultural than anything. Like I've, I've seen that in other, you know, I think she's Vietnamese, but I've seen that in other Vietnamese families, you know, the in-law suite type thing. So I get it. And then especially when she had the baby, mom wants to be around to help with the baby. Okay, cool. Understood. However, did Jeezy know that? Did he know that? Did he know that y'all y'all culturally like to like all be together and be close? Did you tell him that? Or was it like my hide in my suitcase until I get there? As soon as I open, as soon as I unpack my suitcase, I'm going to like take you out and I'm just going to lay you across the bed in the in-law suite. Boom. You live here now. Like he might not have known that maybe he did or maybe it was one of those situations where it was like hey she's gonna stay with us for a while until you know the baby gets a little old and maybe the baby got old now he's ready for to go but guess what happened she now moved her brother in sources say or quote-unquote allegedly um but now her brother lives there so it's her brother and her mother again it's just like a cultural thing 
for, you know, it could be a cultural thing for the Vietnamese people. Um, many cultures, you know, live with a tight knit family. Me, I'm black, but you know, I live with a tight knit family. So, but we, we discussed all of that before we moved in, you know what I'm saying? Like it was all well discussed. So we're good. But maybe she didn't fully discuss that with him. And maybe that's because she knew he wouldn't be for it. And now, you know, the realization is that, hey, he's not for it. The complaints that were listed. Now, I don't know how true this is. I'm just going off of what I read on the Internet. So, you know, don't quote me. Quote, you know, TMZ and the neighborhood talk and the shade room and all of those blog posts. But they were saying that he had a problem with the mom living there and the brother moving in. Um, there was a problem with her posting everything on social media, a problem with her walking the baby to daycare because he, he say, uh, he, there was safety concerns with that, you know, people see her and then they know, you know, where she live or whatever. And there was, oh, they were, they're always on different coasts. Like they're always traveling. Now the traveling part got me because if you don't move these people into my house, and I don't want to be at my house with these people who I didn't really want to move in. Yeah, I'm going to be out a lot. Because it's no longer my home. Like my home is my place of peace. It's my place of comfort. So if I'm coming home and, you know, mom Dukes is in the kitchen asking me questions that ain't really her business or homeboy is walking around in my robe and my slippers, my Gucci slippers and my Versace robe, we going to have a problem. I'm definitely not going to want to be here. It's going to be one of those situations where you walk in, you look around at everybody living comfortably in your space. That that that'll tick anybody off. Baby, that that will piss anybody off after you've been working hard or traveling, you know, doing shows, doing interviews, whatever it is that he does on a day-to-day and you fly back in and you in that home that that car service and you just can't wait to get in the house and put your feet up and you open that door your baby comes screaming to you hey daddy 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 pick her up hey pumpkin you know kiss her on she one daddy missed you put her down take three steps past the foyer and you start seeing everybody in your house comfortable and your back hurt your feet hurt your plantar fasciitis is fucking up and everybody else in your house in your personal space your place of peace and they are more comfortable than you have ever been that will piss you off that will make you be like you know what hey yo book that tour i'm ready i'm no no i'm i'm packed i'm not i'm packed i'm i'm matter of fact i'm I'm about to uber to you right now because guess what don't nobody want to be bothered with that shit and and not for nothing jeezy if i'm not mistaken was raised by black women and one thing we all know about black women is what they don't like nobody living in their front room. They don't like nobody laid out on their couch in their front room. They don't like nobody more comfortable in their home than they are. Black women hate that shit. Black women hate that shit. Think about it. Think about it. You young, right? You, 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 you know, 11, 12. Your mama come home from working all day, right? She opened the door. You sitting there in the living room on your video game. What's the first thing she do? She say something slick. She roll her eyes, suck her teeth. She got attitude immediately. Immediately. She probably had one on the way there because she knew that you would be in the exact position that she found you in. 
So she already had the attitude brewing. It was just simmering, sim simmer, sim simmer, sim simmer, sim simmer. She opened that door. You sitting there with that damn controller in your hand, chicken still in the freezer. Now she got to figure out what to do about dinner. Oh yeah, that's enough to make you turn the fuck around and go back to work. I don't like these niggas at work, but these niggas at home, they're getting on my nerves too. That's enough. So Jeezy was raised by black women. So of course he get home and he see everybody living comfortably. Everybody that ain't supposed to be there. Everybody that, 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 that should have their own address or should have an address away from his. Yeah, of course he going to, let me get my ass back on this road. Hell yeah. I'll do that interview. Where is it? Antarctica. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. So, yeah, I can see that. Um, but again, I don't really have too much of an opinion on the actual breakup that 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 white meat, dark meat, that that statement was like, mm, girl, mm, you doing a lot right now, girl. But OK, um, what else we got? Jeezy, Jeezy, bye. Somebody else was breaking up. Oh, Remy and Papoose. Ooh, child, that one hurt. Mm. That one hurt. I didn't even know she had filed for divorce. Um already a while ago i think they announced it in like june of 2023 i didn't know about that but even still girl i don't know the person i don't know your personal business i don't know what transpired i don't even know if papoose is exactly how he portrays himself to be you know off camera but i i would imagine that he is he seems really like dedicated and devoted and you know ready to risk it all for her and if if that's the case, excuse me, if that's the case, girl, what is you doing? What are you doing? That little young boy turned around and he, he, he got one of those. This is how I know he was young, right? First of all, when he turned around, his brim just as straight as it wanted to be straight. Some new nigga shit. Definitely some new nigga shit. When she pointed at the camera, like he, he, the way he like, rolled up on her a little bit trying to get a little sensual like oh you know what I'm saying and she pointed to the camera like hold on little nigga the camera right there and he turned around when he turned around and I seen that my face my first beard having ass face I was like oh nah girl you tripping you tripping I know the dick ain't even that heavy it, you can't have a heavy dick with a beard like that I know for a fact uh-uh like that, that shit he got one of them beards that go up to the bottom of your eyelid. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing about, and then it, it, it ain't got no struggle in it. Ain't not, not a lick of gray. You know what I'm saying? He had that little, look like that little painted on line. I could be wrong about the line, but it wasn't not a lick of gray in there. Now, let me tell you something. If you are over 32, you can't date men that don't have gray in their beard. You can't do that. You just can't do that. They don't understand your life, period. Your life could be sweet as hell or it could be struggle worthy. Like it, you, you, they don't get it. They don't get it. They don't have no gray in their beard. They have not had a hardship. Okay. Everybody knows that people with gray have had a little bit of hardship. That's what you need if you're over 32. Now, if you, you know, 31 and under, go ahead. Get that nigga with no gray. Go ahead. Get him. But if you over 32, you need a nigga with some gray. You need a nigga that understand, bro, I can't right now. I got my kids. You know what I'm saying? You need a nigga that's going to understand, look, my knee is bothering me today. So, no, I'm not getting on top. You need a nigga that understand these things. Yo, my neck has been on fire today. I am not giving that throat up to you. Like, you need a nigga that understand these things. 25-year-old don't understand that. 
He don't understand that. He still wants you to do that little, the new, you know, the new version of the crybaby. He's still thinking that you're supposed to do that on your on, on top of the thing. And you sitting there with that badass meniscus talking about some, nah, I just can't do it. That's why you need you a nigga with some gray in the beard. You can't be out here with these young niggas. Rem, I know that you got your body done. You probably got new knees. You probably can keep up, but you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to. Okay? You shouldn't have to. Get you a nigga with some gray in the beard. Okay? And if they don't have gray in the beard, let the hairline be a little chewed up. I seen Papoose take his hat off once. You know what I'm saying? You need you a nigga with a little bit of gray in the beard or he got to be missing the corners of his hairline if you over 32. Stop trying to play with these young niggas. Okay? Stop. Stop. All they looking for is for you to buy them a PS5 and some Jordans. You don't need that type of life. You still young enough. You can go get you a sugar daddy. Okay? All you need is a Birkin and some Louboutins. 25-year-old can't do that for you. Especially if his brim not bent. Especially if he's got, that's his first beard. He just grew that in. He just grew that in. He just got out of puberty. That little mustache and goatee just filled into his sideburns. Like he just got here. You don't need no little nigga like that. Look at how he defended you on stage, sis. If I, if a nigga did something to me and he ain't dead, if Nick, wait, no. if a nigga did something to me over a female and he ain't dead, that's because I still got the female. Nigga, what? Shut up. Shut up. You supposed to talk about this nigga being fat or something. Maybe he's a deadbeat or something. You supposed to do something of that sort. Like, what is you talking about? The female. Leave me out of this shit. See, that's why you can't give up no, no, no cookie to no young nigga that ain't got no gray in his beard. Because he talked too much. Shut up. All you doing is confirming the allegations. Shut up. They don't need to know that I'm sliding this pussy across your little, my first beard. They don't need to know that. But that's what happens when you fuck with a nigga that ain't got no gray in the beard. You need a nigga with a little gray and some missing corners if you over 32. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You got kids, bro. Now you out here buying two PS5s, one for your son, one for your other young man that you're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are, what are, what are you doing? No, sis. Mm-mm. Nope. And he probably got to come up because he's sleeping with the boss. And you sitting over there with your wig a little twisted bangs all did you the bangs was just out there the bangs was filling up with the capacity with the embarrassment that she was feeling you know what i'm saying that's what happens when you deal with a young nigga i mean listen don't don't get me lying i don't know i'm just talking shit but rem that hurt my heart man that hurt my heart i really thought you and pat was forever but if that's the case if y'all both if this is what's best for both of y'all then i wish all parties except for the nigga with no gray in the beard and, and the straight brim i wish everybody else you know, well wishes and blessings, you know what I'm saying? But I will say this, Rem, that nigga held you down. But then that that begs the question of like, how how long am I supposed to be loyal for some shit? You know what I'm saying? Somebody hold you down for something. Is that like a lifetime loyalty membership? Or is it like, all right, I put 10 years on this. Like you gave me six years of loyalty plus like what, six afterwards. So we say 12 years of loyalty. All right, so I'll be loyal to you for another uh we'll do time and a half i'll give you 18 you know what i'm saying like no oh okay fine i don't know i'm just saying i'm just saying but yeah that one hurt 
um I feel like there was something oh Krishan Rock listen give him tired voice we were all rooting for you I know I was despite what everybody was saying about how foolish you are yeah I know she was foolish I know that like that I'm not disagreeing with anything that anybody said about her I'm not disagreeing with it yes she is a hot damn mess however I just felt like I I still reserved a little bit of hope for her you know what I'm saying um I just she needed to be surrounded by people who genuinely had her best interest at heart people who love her she just needed to be surrounded with care you know what I'm saying Uh, just enough to get her through the I miss him phase you know what I'm saying I have stages that I believe in, you know, you cry, you get mad and then you get over it. So she cried, she got mad, but she never got over it because that nigga slid right back in before he had a chance to do anything else. And you know, what pisses me off the second, the second that he came to see the baby after like three weeks of birth and shit, the second that he came to see the baby, they was just right back together. Oh, my babies. Now I'm going to change the name to Jonathan Jr. Girl, no, he didn't do anything Or, you know, maybe he did behind scenes, but from what we can see, and y'all live a very public life, from what we can see, there was nothing that really was enough for the turmoil that that nigga put you through. And you just, okay, I'm changing the baby's name to Jonathan. First of all, the baby been Krishan for three weeks. Now you want to change it to Jonathan? Make up your fucking mind. You're going to be sitting there calling the baby. The baby going to be looking around like, who is this bitch talking to? Hey, son, I think she's talking to you. Your name Jonathan, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing? Then what kills me, because this nigga is such a narcissist. Like, oh, my gosh. This nigga decides that he is now going to trash his first baby mother. But you just was with her for what? The the the, the remainder of the pregnancy that Krishan was going through. But you was with this girl, this stewy, bad, bad body built, whatever. Like, she just, oh, God. Anyways, you was with her. And you talking about how she's always supported you, been there from day one and all this other stuff. And, you know, Krishan could never and all this other stuff. Right now, all of a sudden, Krishan done let you back in her good graces, back in her good purse. And you can't stand your first baby mother again. She ain't never been there for me. When I first started rapping, she told me I wouldn't go anywhere, blah, blah, blah. Sir, you do know that this is the Internet and we could just. What's the what's the commercial? Was it the Geiger commercial with the red flag? We got to run the playback. We can just run the playback and see that you literally just said two, three weeks ago how she's always been there. She's the only person that's ever supported you. Now, Krishan opened her little purse and you jumped in there. Now you can't stand your first baby mother because it fits the narrative. Like, sir. And I don't know what transpired after that. But next thing you know, Krishan is in the fucking Walmart with the dog shopping for her new house and the baby's doing somersaults out the fucking baby Bijorn. Now, prior to that, she appeared to be a decent parent. And I know she's, you know, got online and said she's going to do better. She got to tighten up. No, you need to tighten up that baby Bijorn. That's what needs to be tightened up. But you know what's crazy? You wasn't acting all weird like that until that nigga came back around. The second that you started posting pictures of uh, little CJ, little Krishan Jr., and Jonathan, a.k.a. Blue, Blueface, as soon as you started posting pictures of that, you started doing weird shit again. The, right after, you started doing weird shit, not holding the baby's neck up and shit. What are we doing? What are we doing? You were so proud to have this baby. You said you earned it. You worked so hard for it. Treat it good. Hold the neck up. Tighten up the baby Bijorn. 
My boy is out there doing full ass Simone Biles routines out of that fucking baby Bijorn. And you worried about, you know, clicking the, the leash so the dog can roam free. Girl, your baby about to roam free. What are you doing? What are we doing here? So, yeah, there's that. But I said, I said, you know what? I can't keep doing this. This is an emotional relationship. This is, like I'm at emotional capacity. I can't keep cheering for this girl. I can't. I can't like like I'm at that point now where I can feel the toxicity just seeping into my good you know what I'm saying my my common sense like now I'm just like you know what I'd rather not and of course as soon as you say you'd rather not is when the all of the internet starts to put it right in your face the same post the same live the same tweet all of it just as soon as you scroll down you're seeing it four or five times in a row and it's like oh okay so now I gotta unfollow all of y'all because Y'all doing the most and I refuse. Like I, I'm I'm good. Maybe one day I'll talk about her again. Or you know what I'm saying? I'll check in here and there, but I'm good. They they just woof. And it makes you sit there and be like in your own relationship, like, thank God I ain't got them problems. Like I got problems, but they ain't them problems. Like y'all niggas is crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, what else we got? There was something, one more thing that I said I wanted to talk about. Uh, da, 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 da. I was talking about Krishan. Was it sexy red? No, it wasn't sexy red. It was somebody else in the news. I was like, mm, that's interesting. Mm, I'm gonna be so mad. Watch, watch as soon as I end this shit, I'm gonna remember. Um, oh, Nicki Minaj. That's what it was. Nicki Minaj. What the hell's going on, sis? What's up, sis? I don't know. Was it like the corn is popping? The corn is popping and it's frustrating to me because like, I hate when I know that somebody can do better and they just choose to not, I don't know what's up with shorty ever since like she been, she been given hot mess, but for real, ever since she got to the point where like she married that man, she just been weird on top of weird. And it's like, I, are you okay, girl? Everything that she's done, I feel like has been for clout. I don't feel like she has done anything just off of the strength of this is what I wanted to do. Everything she does is now cringeworthy. Everything she does is giving secondhand embarrassment. I I don't know. I don't know what's up with the girl. And somebody said in the comments yesterday, I don't know if she realizes that she's giving washed up rapper like she keeps trying to not and everything she does gives washed up rapper. It gives, it gives a body roll at a twerk contest. You get what I'm saying? Cause like you look at the, the body rolls. Like if, for me, if I see a girl dancing, a woman dancing, cause you know, it's hard, it's hard to determine a black woman's age, especially. So if you see a black woman dancing, you use the dance moves to kind of determine the age group. So if the song requires twerking and they're doing like a little tootsie roll, body roll type thing, you know, this woman is over 45. Okay. You know that she's not got hands on her knees popping just the ass. She don't know how to do that. She know how to freak Nick body roll. You know what I mean? Hit a little tootsie roll, doo-doo brown. I want to rock. I want to rock. I want to, I want to rock right now. Okay. But if she puts that hand on them knees or she does them little, the new little, the, the, the new cry baby, cause you know, there's the old one where you lay on the ground and do, you know, but then there's the new one where you're on your knees kind of hitting the Meg Thee Stallion type shit. 
If she does the new one, then you know, okay, she's on the younger side. You know what I'm saying? If you hear pops, then she's probably in her thirties. But if you don't hear no pops when she going up and down on, you know, then she's probably in her twenties. Okay. So when I say that Nicki Minaj is giving freak Nick at fucking what's what's at, 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 at rolling loud, I guess. I don't, I don't really know what these kids listen to, but that's because I admit that I am not as young as I used to be. I have a fake age. Yes. And I use it when necessary. However, being completely transparent, I know that there are certain things that I decided to not learn. So I do appear a little old and out of touch on. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not here to keep up with the 20 somethings. Mm -mm. Because what I've learned is there's still a lot of 30 somethings that I can chill with. There's still some 40 somethings and some 50 somethings. Like I don't have to keep up with the young bucks. There's still a whole bunch of people my age and up. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to hurt yourself trying to keep up with the young bucks. You are going to hurt yourself. You are going to hurt yourself. Nicki Minaj, you wanted to put all that ass on your back. Why? Because that's what the young bucks was doing. You had, I know you put a little bit more in there from when you started. I know. Because when you was on that couch for Queen Radio, you were sitting in one spot and your ass was sitting next to you. So I know you put a little something else in there. Why? Why? Because you see these young girls doing it. Let me tell you, stop, stop. Because guess what? Your bones is getting old. I'm not trying to be ageist. I'm being realist. Your bones is getting old. I'm pretty sure you have a good calcium intake. But even still, your bones is getting old. That ass is going to be weighted. It's, it's going to weigh it down. It's going to throw off your center gravity balance, your front, all of that. Like every all the work that you've done, the, the, the big titties, all of that. It's going to start to weigh you down. Why? Because we getting old. That's just what happens. It's not. It's no shots. But you're trying to keep up with these youngins, and it's like, stop, girl, stop. Because everything you do, like, yes, you got a couple of diehards, but even some of your diehards are starting to question your decisions. The first decision that they questioned very hard was the the Kenneth Petty guy. Okay, that's number one. Because why is your husband sitting outside of a hotel on live? You know what I'm saying? With the camera angle raised above him. So that he's looking up, doing whatever gang sign or whatever cool nigga shit that he think he was doing. Like, why, why is he doing that? Does he not realize he's married to Nicki Minaj? Does he not realize that? Like, despite how corny you are appearing to be today, you are still Nicki Minaj. You are still Nicki Minaj. You may be giving act you know what I'm saying? Movie lovers, butter, popcorn. But you're still Nicki Minaj. And your husband is outside embarrassing you. And then you go on top of the embarrassment that he's already brought to you and your family. And you get on Queen Radio and can't even finish a damn sentence. You on the couch with your ass sitting right next to you, cutting up a goddamn on fool, talking about, give me the dance hall. Give me the dance hall. Pat the poom poom. Pat the poom poom. Like, girl, what is we doing? What are you doing, sis? What are you doing? Then you get up to do that twerk, girl. You know you can't put your hands on your knees and twerk, girl. You know you got to give a body roll. You know you got to give a body roll. You done bought the equipment, but you ain't read the manual. You don't know how to throw that ass in no circle. 
You don't. Which is even more concerning because you had to ask for a while and at no point did you stop and say, let me figure out how to throw this ass in a circle. Coy LeRae, she ain't got not a little bit of ass. She got a little, that's it, little, that's it. But I've seen her spend years focusing on literally like learning how to move her little butt. But here you are with five Coy Leroy's on your back and you ain't spend no time invested trying to you ain't you 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 don't follow CJ the trainer you don't follow CJ the trainer CJ know how to throw that thing in a motherfucking circle and he gives lessons I know I seen it on the Instagram and he be in the comments why you ain't just hey boo can I get with you little one-on-one what's your rate you know what I'm saying but you you want to be toe up. And when I say toe up, I don't mean like look wise. I mean, yeah, your ass was sitting next to you on the couch. I can't get over that. That shit just blew my mind. But I mean like toe up mentally wise. Like I don't know if you was off something. You definitely look like you was high as shit off of something. But it definitely wasn't giving weed. Maybe it was giving a little alcohol mixed with something else. But it definitely was not giving weed. We don't do that to you. I know. I'm off some weed right now. And not once did I pat my poom poom, take my ass off and put it in the chair next to me. I didn't do any of that. Um, but yeah, she just, it's just giving embarrassing. And at this point, all Cardi and Offset got to do to win the unspoken war between the couples is just shut up. It's just shut up. That's it. Some battles, some battles, you don't even have to fight because the, the person is fighting themselves. You know what I'm saying? Some battles you don't even have to fight because your opponent is just attacking themselves. Like in bowling, right? If the team, the guy on the other team, right? If I'm bowling bad and the guy on the other team throws a bad shot and then misses the spare, I'm a little ignorant. So I say something like, yeah, thanks for holding me up. Because usually you would say that to your teammate. You would tell your teammate to hold you up if you throw a bad shot. You would look at them and say, hold me up, hold me up. Nah, I'm looking at my opponent and saying, hold me up. Because yeah, you just threw that bad shot, which kept me in the game. You know what I'm saying? So with Cardi and Offset, literally all you got to do is just shut up and let Nikki fight the battle because she she beating herself for you. Like the petties are just beating themselves for you. All you got to do is just continue to live your life. Offset had a great live stream with Kai Sinat. I think that's how you say his last name. But he had a great live stream with Kai Sinat. I mean, wonderful. Like they just look so fucking wholesome. They had to sleep over. He pulled up with his bags. He pulled the, the PlayStation 5 out. They was dancing. They was smoking. Offset kept falling out the fucking chair. You know what I'm saying? They went to sleep. They had uh, pranks. They had all these air mattresses out. Everybody slept comfortably comfortably then they woke up the chef was in there cooking breakfast you know what I'm saying like it was a good time like I enjoyed just watching from the clips that I saw I felt you know what I'm saying wholesome and I felt like I was in middle school again hanging with the homies you know what I'm saying like it was a good vibe they're winning right now by doing nothing and then and then they keep saying oh you know y'all called the cops y'all called the cops sir ma'am Sis, auntie, whomever you want to be in this moment, your husband was on live. And I don't know if you know this, but live is available to everybody on the Internet. So your husband went on live and was making threats. Threats like, you know, a threat is like when you telling somebody what you will do to them 
or what you plan to do to them. And specifically, when it involves bodily harm or death, that's a problem. Specifically, when you're on parole or probation, whatever it is that he's on. He's on something where basically he has to report to somebody. He's on law punishment. So if you're on law punishment and you're outside in the streets talking crazy, don't nobody got to call the cops. The cops was already watching. Ain't nobody got to call the cops on you. The cops was sitting there. The cops was sitting in the hearts. You know, when you can send a little, the little 99 cent gift or whatever, like that's what the cops was out there. Yep. Send that gift. Yep. Send it, send it and tag me to it. So I know how to go back to the post. Matter of fact, screen record it and send it to me, airdrop it. That's what's happening when you get online and you're making threats. And so if you decide, again, we're talking about choices today, baby. If you choose to get online and make said threats, knowing damn well you ain't in no position to make said threats, knowing damn well that you're still technically something like a ward of the state, if you will, or a ward of the federal penitentiary. I don't know if he was in the state or the feds, whatever. But you still basically can get in trouble for making threats. Something just hits me in the head and say, hey, maybe you shouldn't go online standing outside with a bunch of goons making threats at somebody famous, specifically knowing that your wife is famous and knowing that there was already a little bit of energy between everybody. So naturally, there's going to be a viewing audience that could possibly consist of parole officers, policemen, detectives, Anybody looking, especially those looking for the Rico, because, you know, the Rico is out there. Why would you get online and do that? I To me, it just did not make sense. And to everybody else, it just did not make sense. But again, choices. She chose this nigga to procreate with and to, you know, marry and to, 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 to be a life partner. And he chose to go stand outside of hotels with goons making threats to famous people choices and again you're a fool you're a fucking fool if you don't believe that the parole officers and the policemen the detectives you're a fucking fool if you think that they're not watching even if they're not watching for the purpose of locking you up they could be watching because they enjoy the drama they're they're regular ass people they log on to instagram they log on to facebook they watch they scroll you know what i'm saying they scroll the tiktok they heart the post they slide in dms they are regular motherfucking people. So even if they weren't on the clock, your dumbass decided to put it right in front of them. And then on top of that, you're married to Nicki Minaj. Anything that your ass says, especially if it's adding any type of gasoline to the Cardi Nicki beef, what you think is going to happen? What you think, just because you went on on under your homeboy's uh, page, what you think is going to happen? Somebody is going to get wind of it. Then they're going to say, hey, Shade Room. Hey, uh, Jasmine Brand. Hey, Neighborhood Talk. Hey, you know, Hollywood Unlocked. Check this out. And then they're going to share that live. So the blogs have it now. So everybody's watching. What did you think was going to happen, y'all? What did y'all think? Like, I know that y'all are, you know, starting to become out of touch with the real world, but you're still definitely, you know, youthful enough 
and internet savvy enough to under well nikki is i don't know about this nigga this nigga look like he don't know how to work a phone he is definitely giving android vibes he gives green bubble vibes he gives hit me on whatsapp because i can't facetime you vibes but anyways what did y'all think was gonna happen y'all know the internet enough Nicki minaj especially enough to know that that this is not going to work well for you but hey whatever my suggestion nick because this is not the same nikki that asked scotty to beam her up this this can't be the same nikki that asked scotty to beam her up it just can't be it just can't be my suggestion is this embrace embrace yes you are getting old but you're still Nicki minaj yes you have shown how corny you can be but you're still Nicki Minaj. You still wrote and rapped fucking the hardest verse on Monster. You still stood between, well, I ain't going to say Kanye because I don't really, but you still stood next to Hove and 10 toes down held your own on the, on the track. Like you're still Nicki. Don't get it twisted. Now, I, I don't fuck with your recent shit. I stopped fucking with you after you uh after you really got on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I stopped fucking with you after the, honestly, right before the first actual album, the debut album, I stopped fucking with you. But your mixtape shit, I was there. I was there, bro. I was there. So you're going to get that respect from me for that work. But over the years, girl, mm-mm. So what you got to do is you got to remember who the fuck you are. And you don't got to tell us, though remember it but you don't got to tell us because we know i think you forgot you don't gotta get up there yeah because i write all my shit i'm Nicki minaj you know what i'm saying who messing with me because you keep doing that every time you get a mic in your hand you keep doing that and it's like sis i don't know who you're talking to because all of the upcoming rap girls they've given you your props until you have done something or said something or been shady to make them not want to give you your props now keep in mind these new kids they they different now they different and i'm with them on some of this shit they want some respect is earned just not giving shit now you've earned enough respect now you've earned that but the rest of it, they just not giving that shit. So it's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you your respect. I'm going to give you your props. But the second that you disrespect me back, or excuse me, the, the second that you disrespect me, now guess what? I don't give a fuck about all the accomplishments you got. Yeah, you did that, but so the fuck what? Like, they, 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 they switch up quick. Like, if you showing them disrespect. So what you need to do is embrace them, bruh. It's okay to pass the torch and go sit up where the, the rap gods are. You know what I'm saying? That's that's you got to extend at some point. But you sitting here trying to fight with these people that, first of all, they aren't on your level. We know that. But you keep putting yourself on their level. Why? Why? I look at these 20 somethings and I'm like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Look at you ass all sitting perfect titties all sitting up to your chin. But we're not in the same league anymore. We're not. My titties don't sit that high. My ass don't sit that high. Why? Because I've had children. I've lived a life. My experiences are different. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, if we know that to be true, I'm not going to look at this 20-something-year-old girl and be mad at her and be angry at her. Nah, why? Because I was 20-something and my titties sat up to my chin before. 
And I had some old hating bitches on me. And I remember what that felt like. You know what I'm saying? So instead of me being the old hating bitch, I'm just, hey, girl, go get yours. I'm observing without judgment and without, you know what I'm saying, opinion. I'm just observing. I see you, girl. Because what you doing ain't got nothing to do with me. I mean, in her case, maybe what they're doing does have something to do with her. But these are your children. These your little ones. They look up to you. So don't be that person where it's like, don't ever meet your idols. Don't be that. Don't be that. Because this is just like, just like children in real life, right? You, you want to treat your children good so that when you get old, they put you in a good home. Or excuse me, they don't put you in a home. Or if they do put you in a home, it's a good one. You know what I'm saying? You got to think about the long term. Same applies with this rap shit. Don't be shitting on these new girls that's coming in and coming up. Nah, because guess what? They going to have a real hot record. They going to have they going to have a streak where they the hottest thing out. And your sizzle has kind of simmered. And you go, you going to want that pullback. You going to want that good look. You going to want that one day. You going to be sitting there. You know, money may dwindle. I don't know how you are with your finances, but you're going to want to be like, yo, I miss rapping. Look, put me on something. You know what I'm saying? I keep my shit sharp. Put me on something. Pen still nice. Put me on something. But if you burn all those bridges, they're going to be like, hell no, nah, man. Remember when you, you know what I'm saying? Like, just like how now all of the, the singers from like the 60s, 70s and 80s, how they talking shit about each other now and they old age. Like, oh, yeah, she was real bitch. She didn't do this and she wouldn't let me do this. And she was a real diva. That, that's what they going to be saying instead of saying, like, you know what? She was welcoming when I came into the field. You know what I'm saying? She looked me out. She gave me a couple of good looks on her shit. So it was nothing for me to turn around and give her some looks on her shit or on my shit. You get what I'm saying? Like. I don't know I don't know I didn't mean to get this far on Nikki but I guess I just been holding these shit these thoughts in because I be scrolling but and I'll say something in the comments but I don't really be like you know going into detail on why I feel the way I or why I think the way I think because I ain't gonna say I feel I really don't care too much about any of this shit I'm just observing um this time observing with a little judgment though but it is what it is um oh and then lastly um I wanted to share with you guys something that makes me feel joy and hopefully that'll be something that I can do more often but then I got to get up out of here because that coffee is running through me so badly and I don't even know if I'm gonna make it upstairs to my bathroom but anyways um there is a page that I follow on uh I follow it on Instagram and TikTok but I don't really use my TikTok too much but the guy's name is Trey I think it's like Trey Walsh or something like that but his Instagram is juice cup box and he spends a lot of time recording his mom and her best friend. So his mom's name's Lorinda and her best friend is Shelly. And they've been best friends since the third grade. Lorinda's black, Shelly's white. Now, does that matter? Yes, it does. Because there are some cultural differences and Lorinda likes to bring Shelly and bridge, you know, certain gaps, you know what I'm saying? But they've been friends for so long. So a lot of it is already bridged, but there's still moments that crack you the fuck up. Because Lorinda was um, or is very, she's, you know, holy. You know, she lived a, what looks to be like somewhat of a protected life. You know what I'm saying? And Shelly, um, at some point in her life, she she had she had a go at it with the streets, I'm assuming. Um, just this is what I gather from the context of what she said. 
in her words specifically. I've been around the block a time or two. She's also from, I think, Mississippi. So they are country. But baby, when I tell you, this page brings me so much joy. Anytime I comment on this page, my comments are like 500 plus likes because we just be cracking up. We are a family over there because of these two women. Baby, they brighten my fucking day. Like, oh my gosh, I've been following them for probably like two years now. And it's just the the laughs are infectious. The smiles are infectious. Like Shelly is probably one of the funniest people on the internet right now. And it's unintentional funny. She is being genuinely herself. She is not trying to put on for the camera. She is not trying to pretend. She literally is just being herself and it's being captured. And her self is just so funny and so wholesome. But she has that vibe of, you know, I did have a hard life for a moment and now I'm appreciative of every, you know, good day that I have. And I think that transpires or yeah, it comes through the phone and it touches you pause in a way where you're just like, you know what? I needed that energy shift. Like I needed to feel that. So check them out. Um, Trey's Instagram is, uh, again, I think it's juice, juice box cup. If you type in juice cup or something like that, it'll just start coming up or you can go on TikTok and use the TikTok search bar. That always works. Cause you know, everything just pops right up. You could type in like, um, juice cup box or Shelly and Lorinda and it should pop right up and get you some laughs, bro. Get you some wholehearted laughs, bro. I swear, I I wish that I had a best friend, um, you know, that I've had that long because they're adults, like grown, grown, grown women, children, you know, my age. But they've been best friends since the third grade. And I think that is so beautiful. And the fact that they look, they still dress alike. They wear, <laughs> they wear matching outfits and shit. They are so cute. Um, but yeah, so I'm sharing that with you. Go get you some joy. And now let's do some well wishes. We'll keep it quick because like I said, I have to pee. Um, My well wishes to you guys. School just recently started for people up north. And so the people down south, y'all are already in the swing of things. But my well wishes is that these kids turn in their assignments on time and they handle their business as they should in these motherfucking classes. My well wishes is that I don't want any of you guys to be stressed this week. Um, And I want everybody to find the bright side and all of the obstacles find a silver lining um even if it's something small just leave your mind open to seeing the silver lining when you encounter an obstacle and that alone will get you far you know what i'm saying problem-based thinking we are solution problem-based no excuse me we are solution-based solution-based thinking when something comes up don't think about what was me don't think about why did this happen don't think about how big of a problem it is only think about what you can do to fix it that is it okay and uh i've been rereading the alchemist again so you know i'm gonna give you a little quote there you know what i'm saying uh if i'm not mistaken it was the camel driver that told santiago focus on the present You don't focus on the past. You don't focus on the future. Focus on the present and you will always be happy. Now, I don't know how true that is. However, give yourself the present. Be in the moment. Put your phone down when somebody's talking to you. You know, uh, lock your phone up. 
give yourself some some moment space. If you're out somewhere, put the phone away. Don't pull it out to record. Just be present. Okay? Let's do that for a little while. Other than that, y'all, I appreciate y'all for welcoming me back. The new listeners, thank you for coming. Um, whether it be your first time or your last time, I still appreciate you. And hopefully we can work on our downfalls. We can work on our shortcomings, the inconsistency of the podcast episode. If I keep seeing these numbers, now that I now that I know that they exist, now that I know that consistency is the difference, is this is this consistency is the make or break deal. I will work on my consistency. And uh yeah, so next week or a couple days, I don't know. But right now, bathroom. So holla. <laughs>